Hello and welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Today is February 20th, 2022. We're in season three, Andy. Episode yep. number 15. How are you doing this uh, this Sunday evening? Uh, big weekend, but I think we made it. We made it. We did a lot. Day 2500 today, so. That's right. Big, big day yesterday with the ham show and the state wrestling qualifier so the sectional finals are all done now for wrestling um the 24 teams for this year's state tournament are all uh qualified now there's three classes triple a double a and single a eight teams make it from each there's eight sections in the state at each class level the winners were uh, awarded friday and saturday so they're set the brackets are not ready yet they'll be ready probably tomorrow as far as who plays who Yep, that's still another week out yet. You know, they do the individual wrestling this coming week and then the state tournament. And um, but we'll get more into that. Olympics wrapped up today. Yes, the uh, the men's hockey team kept up tradition. I was reading this morning of uh, excessive partying on the Olympic campus. Yes. Start with the men's team or the, when the pros did it. Uh, Brett Hall and all them back then when they didn't meddle, but they all got in trouble for partying too loud and making too much noise, you know, after curfew because you're, you know, yeah, you're grown men and women there, but it's kind of a college campus attitude too because of curfew and stuff because you're athletes at an event, you know. And I guess the men's team this year kept up tradition is all they basically said in the story. Leave it at that. Yes. Yes. Loud noise. What do you do? Not invite them back in four years? No. But I, I didn't know the only bad black eyes could give is half of these kids or more were college players. Yeah. So if you're good enough in four years to come back, are they going to invite you back because of this? Are you guilt by association? Are they going to know who the bad parties were? I don't know. Because it's, it's run by John Van Beesbrook, former NHL goalie for the Rangers. So it's a committee. So they well, if they got to get the hand pick, it's not fan voting like an all-star game. You pick your buddy, you know. Yeah. I like him. He does cool commercials. No, that, that's not how the Olympics work, you know. So we'll see if that has any ramifications in four years, how that works out or not. But, I mean, nothing major. They didn't kick him out. Were they playing, you know, Beastie Boys at 1030 at night instead of 10? Who knows? But, you know, what? <laughs> whatever the issue was. But Awesome. Well, my trivia question, Andy, is uh, relates yeah. to the Olympics. Okay. It is, uh, it relates to Olympic downhill skier Peekaboo Street. I remember the name. Remember the name? She's now 50 yeah. years old. The question, you know, she's a one Hall, Hall of Fame, I think, in 2014. Wait, we're 50 years old. Yes. So she's our age. I, I didn't think it was that long ago. I always thought she was like much younger than us or something. Well, that's yeah. what I, I looked it up to to uh, to, ver- to verify this this uh, story because I didn't know the background of it. But the yeah. question for today is, when did she get her name? Oh, wow! Her first name. When did she get it? Um, that's her legal name. It's not a nickname. Yeah, that's her. That's her legal name. When did she get it? And uh, what's it named after? What's it named for? That's I think I know. Story. It relates oh. to Olympics, Andy. Not current, but it relates yeah. to. Okay. We'll come back later in the segment, come back to the answer for the trivia. But in the meantime, we can get started on. 
Yeah, guys, it's, it's not the nickname like Mookie Wilson was a nickname his grandma gave him, so he just wants Mookie all the time, you know. Yes, or Mookie but Laylock. That's her. That's her real name. Yeah, musical band. All right, here we that's go. That's a real name. Yeah, that's a real. Name. We'll get to that. It's pretty interesting. All right, here we go. We're gonna start with soapbox today again. Soapbox right out of the gate. Out of the gate. Breaking news today. Uh, college basketball, Big Ten, if you will. Wisconsin and Michigan in the handshake line afterwards. Uh, the coaches kind of got into it. Juwan Howard there, you see, throwing a quote-unquote punch, I guess. I remember Juwan Howard was part of the Fab Four or Fab Five in Michigan. Fab Five, yes. Yep. He's a big horse. He's got long arms, so he can, you know, it's going to take a few guys to pull him back for a punch not to connect. And he's got a big reach, long reach. Yes. Uh, things were said, kind of set it up for you in the game. Michigan was losing. I remember Michigan was a one seed last year in the tournament, and they're just a few games above 500 right now this year. So, I mean, they lost the Gophers for God's sake this year. Um, so he's kind of got this little chip on his shoulder because he was coach of the year. And, oh, I'm Juwan Howard. And I always thought he's a little bit of a mess, but he's a good coach. Don't get me wrong, but he's a little bit of a hothead, as we see here. If you recall last year, he got in a fight with uh, in the Big Ten tournament coach from Maryland. He got ejected from the game, and uh, the other coach got ejected. There's Juwan at the press conference today. When asked why he threw the punch, he goes, for someone to touch me, I think that was very uncalled for for him to touch me. That's why he threw the punch. Um, also, the game, I guess, there wasn't much time left. The Wisconsin coach called a timeout, and they were up by like 15, 20 points. So Juwan's like, oh, I'm going to remember that. Okay. I don't. I didn't see the game. I didn't see much of the highlights. Why the guy called a timeout? Get over it. Maybe one of the players did he sub somebody in? I don't know. Was someone cramped? Who who cares? So he called a timeout. So I think he put the stars back in to win by twenty five instead of twenty or something like that. Who cares? Like I said, this happened last year with Juwan in the Big Ten tournament with Mark Turgeon at Maryland. I'm not a very patient person myself. If I was the head of Michigan, a lot of people are saying right now Juwan Howard probably gets suspended for the rest of the season, which is like, I think, three games. And he'll be back for the Big Ten tournament and the regular tournament. Not me. If I was the head of Michigan, Juwan, you're fired. They, they got to get rid of this guy. He's just going to be a, a case like this. Whatever, you're gone. See you, bye. But, but then again, I'm not the president of Michigan, so... Let's get back to the high school stuff. Hmm. Gymnastics, girls' gymnastics meet was this weekend. I'm not going to go through the individual results because kind of like with track and a lot of stuff with the wrestling, you have multiple classes and events and everything else. So we're just going to hit team stuff. You go to the high school site. They got all the individuals listed there for all their little individual things. Class A, Watertown Mayor, first place. There they are. Mankato West, second, Big Lake, three. Um, that number on the far side, there's their section and the place on the other side. So Watertown Mayor, Mound Westanka is first. And there we go on down the list. Wow. Nice. Very tight score total, 145.75. Nakeda West at 145.6. So very close. And in double A, Wazetta, New Prague, and St. Cloud. New Prague got second. I wonder if they pouted there too. I don't know. We'll get to that later. 
girls hockey, the state tournament is set for sections. Here's what the brackets look like for double A girls. On the left side of the bracket, as you hold it in your hands, now they seed the first five teams, and the other three are considered a quote unquote random draw. So you got Northfield against number two seed Edina. We'll be kicking it off on the 24th on Thursday at 11 a.m. at the X, as we call it. In the afternoon game, Tonka will be the home team against Burnsville. The right side of the sheet is Brainerd. We'll be hosting the first night game against, or we'll be playing the first night game against Andover, the one seed. And five against four, Gentry Academy against Maple Grove to close out that night, the first night there. A, left side of your sheet's got Mankato East against the number two seed, Orono. They'll be on the 23rd. Big schools get to play Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Little schools go Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, then Wednesday, Albert Lee with the other random draw against Proctor Hermantown, the three seed. Fold it over, look on the right side of your paper. Random draw, River Lakes Stars against War Road High. And then the Laverne Cardinals against South St. Paul, a 5-4 game that night. Girls, girls hockey always fun, kind of. And this is no offense to anyone else with dance and gymnastics this weekend and other stuff coming up. But this is the tournament hotbed. How you got hockey, you got wrestling, you got boys hockey, you got the basketballs, boys and girls. So it's kind of the every weekend something big going on downtown. Boys hockey regular season stuff. We'll get some standings here, the rankings, if you will. Creek Durham Hall 1, Hill Murray 2, Benilde 3, Maple Grove 4. Moorhead jumps up to five. Got to watch out for them spuds. A-class, Hermantown, War Road, Delano jumps up from four to three. Watch out for them Tigers. Girls basketball. A few notes here as we go through for basketball ones. Class 4A, Hopkins, Ian Prairie, Chaska, Minnetonka. Read some stuff in the news about the Minnetonka basketball team, the coach stepping down for different reasons, uh, things with the team at Hopkins. Every time I read something, I go to the next story later on, it's a totally different story. So uh, bringmethenews.com is a site I've been getting a lot of it from. A Care 11 site had some. The Strib had some. Read it yourself. Get your own opinion. This story is always changing. I'm going to wait for the smoke to settle before I even say anything on it. Because, again, this being a podcast, not a live show, we're recording this Sunday. If you read it Thursday, this story might change three more times by then. So I'm going to wait for the smoke to settle and say my bit. But as of right now, the coach at Minnetonka has stepped down for the girls' basketball team. So we'll see what happens here. As you see, you know, you'll get, let me go back here. Yeah, Hopkins, Ian Prairie, Chaska, Tonka, the top four. Well, Hopkins, Ian Prairie, Minnetonka are in the same conference. So that's going to be fun section tournaments that comes up. That'll be the one to watch right there. And also, I like showing the whole conference because Edina is 0-9. So. <laughs> Class 3A, Becker, Academy of Holy Angels, and St. Paul, Como Park are your top three. Really, the top 10 didn't change from last week. So there we go for that. 2A, the Academies, Minnehaha and Providence, 1-2. Uh, St. Croix Lutheran and Holy Family 4. Kind of brings me again and again. Conference, yeah. Providence Academy is first in that conference at 6-1 and one in the conference. Minnehaha Academy is 5-1 in the conference. Providence Academy has one more win. They're in first place in that conference, but Minnehaha's first in the poll. 
So again, that's why high school and college polls, we don't hit the college polls a lot here too, because again, that's such a revolving door on, well, hey, they're number one, but again, they lose two days later, it changes. It's always changing. Although in a couple weeks, we will start following them more as tournament time comes up. 1A, girls, Mountain Iron, still number one. Now with three losses, but still number one. Uh, Sleepy Eye, St. Mary's, two. Everybody else got staying the same. Mayor Luther bounces back up to six. From, or, or, yeah, from five to six, so they moved up a little bit there. Boys basketball, 4A. Park Center at 20 and 1, still number one. Shock P was out of Taka, your top four. Hopkins at seven. Osteo and Farmington rounding off the top 10. Again, Wazetta, Ian Prairie, Minnetonka, Hopkins, all in the same conference. And here, they're all right up there in that same area. So that should be an interesting sectional tournament there again, too, in the late conference. 3A, Columbia Heights, Tatino Grace, South St. Paul. South St. Paul, 20 and 0, and they're third. Tatina Gray, 16 and 5, their second. Uh, again, I, I just work here. Uh, Caledonia, 1 and 2 away. Minneapolis North, Morris area, third. Rockford, moving up to 8, 9. And then 1A, Hayfield, New York Mills up at number 2 at 20 and 1. Watch out for the Mills. Uh, the Eagles, Martin Gunny West, 3. Henning drops from 4 to 8. Take a genius to figure out they must have lost that week somewhere. Go for hockey. The men, they swept Penn State. They got Wisconsin this weekend. Like I said before, we'll let to refer to this as a border battle. Uh, rankings and seedings and standings, that's going to be very important this weekend. Uh, we're here at home against Bucky Badger, so we'll see how that turns out for the boys. Girls wrapped up the season with St. Thomas at a home and home. Uh, they start the first round of the WCHA, which I, this is again where I just wasn't thinking how to figure it out. First round of the WCHA, best two out of three. Then after that, it's not. So again, just work here. Uh, Gophers were the one seed coming in. There's a standings with WCHA. They were one, so they play St. Thomas to eight. You do the math after that. Two and seven, three and six. So the rest of the ladies' schedule, they got the, the after the St. Thomas one, then they got the WCHA tourney, the fifth and sixth. It is at Ritter Arena for all WCHA teams, so they got the home ice there. NCAA tournament for them will be the campus sites on the 12th, which leads into the final or the Frozen Four, as they call it in hockey. That'll be out at University Park in PA. Baseball, go for baseball, softball. They're down in Florida. Go start out well, and then not so much lately. Uh, they're one game on there Friday against Northeastern University. Last week, that said that game Friday was supposed to be against the Minnesota Twins, but because oh. of the lockout, that got changed. Northeastern stepped up and said, hey, we'll play you. Here is the NCAA rankings, preseason rankings, and then their rankings and record from last year. Uh, Texas, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, the top three. Mississippi State, which was the previous one, is forcers. Their rankings there. NC State, who finished uh, four last year, is now number 10. 
LSU was 18 last year up to eight. So again, it's a preseason. Just throwing some school names out there to listen for throughout the year. I'd keep my eye on Vanderbilt. They're kind of my fave right now last couple of years. So keep an eye on them. Go for softball, seven and four so far in the year. Uh, here's theirs, how they've been doing. Uh, number 12, Georgia, they lost uh, both of their games, but the University of Central Florida, they beat them. The receiving votes in Central Florida. Took care of Longwood and Fresno State and lost to Grand Canyon at Grand Canyon in Arizona. So those first few games were Florida, then they went to Arizona for some games. Arizona State took care of them in six, and they beat UTEP at the Littlewood Classic there at Arizona State. Took care of Illinois State. Then they came back and beat Arizona State. So Gophers holding their own down there. Um, you, know, you always hear these northern schools have a tough time competing because we only got baseball. Well, we have domes. You could have baseball year-round, but really we just have baseball for six months of the year. And holding their own down there against some warm-weather kids. And they'll end up here next week in Charlotte, North Carolina, Northern Iowa and Charlotte and Wichita State out there with them playing some ball. Bison, baseball, softball, here we go. Here's the preseason. Bison are two behind, as we now refer to them, the hated Oral Roberts University. And here's how the Bison have done. Started uh, three and one for the year. Didn't do so well that first game. They've come back. Boom, boom, boom. So they are three and one against Upline Christian. And they come against, they're going to Dixie State in St. George, Utah. The gals for softball, four or seven and two, their first four games split two and two there with Utah State and at Santa Barbara. And they beat Utah State in another game, 15 to nine. Then they got a challenge in Statesboro, Georgia. Four and oh, there, they're pretty good there. Then the, the Lobo Classic coming up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Beaver baseball, softball. We'll see how the boys at Bemidji State and gals are doing. The boys are 0-4 so far this year. Uh, four straight losses to Rockhurst. Now they go to William Jewell in Liberty, Missouri. We'll see how that turns out for them. Softball, 3-6. and six, Started out 0-4. So 3-2 and two lately now. They came back. Uh, nothing ends a nice four-game losing streak except the game against, you know, Southwest Minnesota State seemed to help. Uh, the game against St. Mary was canceled. I don't know. I'm guessing that was a weather one. Never heard why. But the other games did all right. And here's their schedule coming up. They'll be in Florida for some tourney games there, so that should be fun for them. One little bit on town ball. Two town ball bits, really. First of all, for those of you who play town ball, high school ball, small college, big college, we're looking for the all-hair team, the all-flow team for the end of the year. Submit your applications, your pictures. Just send to us on Twitter. Um, if, you, if you have regular or shorter hair now and you want to grow it out and you want to send a before and after picture, that'd be great. Or take your before picture now, send them both. That'd be wonderful. The other top ball news we have is they said at St. Patrick Irish, let there be light. And there shall be. Light posts have been put up. So there'll be lights out there. St. Patrick for next year. Few major league notes here. Um, 
Major League Baseball has postponed spring training through March 5th. So let's take it as that is for that. Uh, Jeff Passon's a great follow on Twitter. Give him a follow. He'll keep you up to date on all this stuff. Um, I usually re- retweet a lot of his things. So if you follow us on Twitter, you'll see me retweeting a lot of his stuff too. One little factoid here. Speaking of goats, Nolan Ryan had four seasons in his 27-year career where he had more strikeouts than base runners allowed. That was in the ages of 40, 42, 43, and 44. Sure glad he figured that out as he got older. Now that that's an unreal stat, right there. Yeah, but you look at his early career; he had a real big trouble with walks. Yeah, would lead the league in walks, be up there in walks, also along with strikeouts. So that's kind of he must have got over that as he got older. Wow. I think I lost you there, Andy. Right there. He wants to wait and ride yeah. on his comments for free agency, he says. There's a lockout going on. Son, I'd sign and take the money because you don't know what disease. They might have salary cap deals. There might not be as much whatever's. You're on strike. You're going to lose TV money. I'd sign and take in the cash before they change their mind. Because you ride it out and you blow a knee this year, you're getting two years of it. $3 million. So, concerts, just a few concerts I want to bring up here. Uh, our friends Medina, March 4th is the makeup date concert, like I said, for Winger and George Lynch. It's coming up Friday night. Uh, the 11th and 12th, the 11th, Thunderstruck with special guest, them pesky kids. It's Friday, the 11th and the 12th, Hype with guest, the 70s Magic Sunshine Band. So there you go there. And March 25th, G.B. Layton with special guest Heartless coming up. And uh, that's all I got. March 5th also, Celsius Brewing will be down there watching Heartless. The staff and us, some of the staff and us will be down there. Yeah, that's uh, Saturday, March 5th. Celsius Brewing is going to host Heartless. Uh, it's a heart cover band. Yep. No, no, they're they're the cover band, but there is no cover charge. No cover charge, yeah. So uh, no. I, that so, leaves you folks more money to buy us beer and drinks and food when you come in. We'll be more than happy to do that for you. Exactly, that's gonna be a good that'll be a good show. So that's coming up. Like I said, we're in March Madness here officially. Uh, not not yeah. official officially, but the state tournaments are kicking off. Yeah. Girls hockey, then it's going to be uh, wrestling. Wrestling, and then boys hockey, and then I think girls basketball. The boys, girls basketball. boys basketball. Yep. Every weekend here is going to be booked, and it's going to be, uh, be busy. It'll be fun stuff coming up. I did go college tournaments coming up pretty soon for basketball and college hockey tournaments. Big college Those basketball, four, final four. Yep. Yep. All that fun stuff that gets through the first part of April. Then the, the sting will realize that we don't have baseball then. So let's keep on college games and town ball games and high school games. So I'm going to be covering USF, USFL football this week, Andy, on the bonus episode. Sure. Big draft coming up. Draft's coming up. It's going to be Tuesday and Wednesday. The teams, there's eight teams. They'll be drafting from a pool of, I don't know if it's 300 players or whatever it is, but there's a pool of players. 
they'll be drafting them using a snake concept. Yep. 36 rounds or 35 rounds or something. And um, there's only eight teams. So that'll be interesting. And then before you know it, practice training camp, things will start games start middle of April. I saw them advertising it today. Watch the Daytona 500. They're so, Fox was on Fox, so they're pushing USFL games coming up. So, so it's gonna be gonna be interesting to watch uh, watch that. I'm gonna do a midweek bonus episode about that. Uh, kind of fun here to watch as long as the baseball lockout happens and everything gets pushed back. People can get uh, ten weeks of football in to watch a little football action. Two two coaches from the USFL names to listen for: uh, Jeff Fisher, former coach coach of the Oilers and uh, uh, Rams for a while there. Yeah. yeah he, Houston Oilers, Sassy Titans, and the Rams. And Skip Holtz, Lou's boy. Lou's, Lou Holtz's son, yep, one of the coaches there. There will be yeah. some marquee yeah. names, but it's going to yeah. be interesting yeah. to see how that's all going to shake out. You might see some guys who are uh, you know, injured and cut, using it as a comeback. I don't think you'll see them using it more as a, I'm going to use it back in the shape. They'll do that on their own with the team. These are guys who are not associated with an NFL team. And kind of want to make it in. Guys who didn't get drafted last year think they could prove something. Uh, and you can look it up. There's tons of sites right now. All the guys that came out of the first time he did the USFL. Yep. Jim Kelly, Herschel Walker, Gary Zimmerman of the Vikings was in the USFL. Uh, Steve Young. So lots, lots of names came out. We'll be good. Uh, we'll be getting more once the draft is done and complete. And some of those fantasy football sites are set up. We'll be sharing those links as well. Yes. For for some for some good humor, some good fun here in the spring. Yes. That. So I've got a trivia question answer, Andy. Yes. Go ahead. What's the question again? The question was Olympic skier Peekaboo Street. He was around yes. uh, a couple several Olympics ago. Yep. I was in the Hall of Fame. But the question is how did she get her name and why? When did she get her legal name? I'm going to guess her parents went to Woodstock and it had something to do with that. Well, you're on the right track. They, they okay. did. Her parents growing up in Idaho did say, we'll let you pick your own name when you get old enough. Oh. You'll select your own name. So for the first two years of her life, they've just called her baby girl and little girl. By age three, she was competing in um, things. They needed a passport. You need a name by that. So now they said at this point, the jig is up. We got to give give a name. So they named her Peekaboo after a nearby village they lived there in Idaho because uh, they couldn't wait around for her to name herself. Passport was due. They needed a name. So her name is Peekaboo legally. Peekaboo after a small village in Idaho uh, where they uh, grew up on a small, I think a small farm actually. Peekaboo. I'm afraid what I would have been named if I had that choice. So they named her Peekaboo, and uh, that was age three. Age three was the correct answer. Wow. And now look what they let kids decide on when they're three years old. <laughs> we won't go there. That's another show for another day. That's all a show for another day. But for this show, yes, we've got some, we've got some music, Andy. You've got a music review. Yes. Oh, oh wait. I got one other thing here. Let's see. Yes. For the music review. No, I don't think I have that ready to go. I shared it on the website, but it was uh, the wrestling teams. Oh, okay. All right. 
teams that made it it's shared on our website there's uh three classes for wrestling for the teams individuals are this coming weekend but uh, the 24 teams are announced this weekend for the album review is keel keel the fourth album by american glam metal band keel yeah remember these guys andy yes so old school, we'll bring it up here. 1987, it's a fourth album by American glam metal band Keel, released June 21st, 1987. It's the last album to feature guitarist Mark Ferrari and Brian Jay as they left the band later. Now, eventually, those guys rejoined Keel in 1998 to release Keel 6 back in action, and again in 2009 for the band's 25th anniversary. This is the band's first album since their 1984 debut, Lay Down the Law, to be produced by someone other than Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons recorded, uh, produced their first two albums. And actually, uh, the song Calm Before the Storm was co-written by Jimmy Bain of Dio and Rainbow fame. So Keel is a, is a band with the... Me- Named after the front uh, frontman lead guitarist Ron Keel. The band members are Ron Keel on vocals, Mark Ferrari guitars, Brian J guitars, Kenny Chasson on bass, Dwayne Miller on the drums. Now this track listings. This is 1987. Lamb, 38-minute album. This nice, short, sweet, yep. 10 songs. Song one, United Nations. Song two, Somebody's Waiting. Song three, Cherry Lane. Song four is Calm Before the Storm. That's that Jimmy Bain song, Calm Before the Storm. King of the Rock, song five. Next is It's a Jungle Out There, song seven. I Said the Wrong Thing to the Right Girl. Song eight, Don't Say You Love Me. Song nine, If Love Is a Crime, I Want to Be Convicted. Very good lyrics there. Uh, when you get into the cheesy lyrics uh, from the yeah. 1987s, this is this would be up there yeah. in the top 10. And the final song is called Fourth of July. A re- uh, studio released Los Angeles at Amigo Studios. There's a studio they use. Came out on Gold Mountain Label. Now, backing vocals on song six and nine was Jamie Jaime. Jaime St. James. And, um, but you know, there's not much there, not much there on the album. The thing that's more interesting thing here, I think Andy is, is Ron Keel, even though we're we're reviewing the album, it's the lead singer, Ron Keel actually began his recording career with a Tennessee based band named lust. So once again, we're back to these, uh, these, the junior high group, but he was in a Tennessee rock band. Next, he relocated his, Nashville band Steeler Steeler to LA in 1981 and became a top draw in Southern California scene. In 1983, they signed with Shrapnel Records and released their self-titled album for Steeler. But guess who the guitarist was? Ingve Malmsteen. Our boy Ingve. Yes, Ingve was their guitarist. Uh, so, you know, Keel has a huge background, but I think he's probably one of the most famous people no one knows about. In fact, he was briefly the lead singer of Black Sabbath in 1984, recorded some demos with the band. They soon parted ways after having a falling out. 
following that, he's formed a band simply called The Keel. They recorded a few albums, worked with Gene Simmons. 1990, Ron Keel formed the band Fair Game, a project Keel fronted with four female backup musicians. During two, two of the songs were recorded by the band featured in the soundtrack for the movie Bad Channels. Now, for most of the 90s, Ron Keel rebranded his music as a musical artist as Ronnie Lee Keel. He toured and recorded as a country music artist. Wow. Then actually returned in 1995 to Nashville to front up a band called Rattlers that released an album called Thick as Thieves and then went on to tour U.S. military bases throughout Europe. Now, as a country songwriter, Keel's compositions have appeared on dozens of major films and television shows such as The X-Files and King of the Hill. A lot of that music is composed by Keel, Ron Keel himself. Now, in 1997, he returned to the heavy metal scene, did a collaboration uh, with Project One with the Japanese guitarist. Then in 2000, he came in, he mixed some country music, Andy, with Southern rock. And so he, he went that route. Then he established himself in Vegas as a country tribute artist. You know, he was doing tribute bands of country songs in Vegas at the Fitz Casino Hotel in Las Vegas, as well as a two-year run at the Golden Nuggets. Then in 2008, before he reformed his own original Ron Keel band, he formed a band named K2. I remember that a little bit. Worked a little bit there. Then he got on syndicated radio in 2012, doing multiple AM, FM online radio stations worldwide. Then that show ran for two years. He relocated to Sioux Falls, South Dakota to become the midday host on a hard rock radio station. Then he became the front man of the Badlands House Band at Badlands Pawn, Gold, and Jewelry. Although Keel enjoyed excellent market ratings, that radio station ceased to exist due to financial and legal issues related to the business ventures of the station's owner. Well, then Keel launched, he relaunched his own syndicated radio show today that continues to feature interviews with rock stars, industry insiders. And that goes on stations worldwide. Then in 2014, after getting a, kind of a year of getting a little bored, he published his own autobiography called Even Keel, Life on the Streets of a Rock and Roll. Uh, of rock and, roll. and this also coincided with his release of his first rock solo album called Metal, Metal Cowboy. So right now, Keel continues to make Sioux Falls, South Dakota his home, where he and his band have a tremendous following and support so so although the the album reveal here, here was keel that was a, i would call it very average maybe above average back in the day in the 80s uh, he's been putting together music for 40 years this guy yeah and you know when he did the vegas, when he did the vegas shows country music was the thing in the early 90s so if you had a hook and you could do tribute bands in vegas they took you so yeah, right, at the right place, sir. This is one of those guys, Andy, that's basically done it all from country to southern rock to hard rock to metal to glam. Wrote an autobiography, radio show host, and uh, got a tremendous following to this day in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, is where the man is huge. 
But you look when he came up, though, that was the, the deal. You, you went by the lead singer's last name. You had Keel, you had Dokken, you had Winger, Sauter, Dio. You just went by the guy, you know, the guy's last name and the lead singer's last name, and you just have to have a cool name, so it worked. Um, I kind of liked Keel. They were cool to listen to. You know, they kind of had their moment there. Again, someone says, oh, you like Keel? Name me three songs. I couldn't. You know, Correct. I liked them. I, I remember listening to them. Couldn't name me three songs that, you know, they did. If I heard one, I'd go, hey, that's Keel. You know. Would they, would they be like a, a Firehouse or a Warrant kind of a band in that? Uh, <sighs> Warrant? For style of music, you mean? Britney Fox. Kind of a yeah, genre. Style, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they would fit right in there with that, that type of stuff. Or maybe with Kicks. Kicks? That sort of stuff. Yes, kicks. They would fit more into that, I think, because the man's got talent. Look what he pulled off. Country music. I like the fact that he pulled off two years of the Golden Nugget in Vegas. Yeah. And now he's done some Kiss tribute albums. Yes, he's done like two or three of those and a video, too, or DVD or something like that. So Ron Keel's been around for a while. He's one of those names you probably not recognize, but if you go to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Boy, uh, he kind of landed here uh, sitting pretty to finalize, uh, to round out his career there. Uh, at the bo- from Nashville the to Falls. He was playing in the house band. And they became really wildly popular. To go, usually, uh, yes, you get born in Sioux Falls and retire to Nashville, not the other way around. <laughs> he ended up there, ended up up north, came out of Nashville, decided to take his band to L.A., and actually became very good in the southern L.A. rock scene. Right, yeah. 80s. But, oh, boy, that was a lot to compete with back then when that was just taking off huge. Yeah. Spun his wheels for a while. I'd like to read that autobiography. I'm sure that's good. We'll get to that, though, on another uh, time, another topic for another show. But I always like reading those autobiographies about the rock stars. Yeah, that'd be a good read on a road trip somewhere, you know. One guy drives, the other guy reads. That's all Audio- good for today's. What's that? Sorry, maybe he's got an audiobook version of it. Oh, he probably does. He's 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 run the gamut on everything. He's done everything else, right? Why not an audiobook for it? The yeah yeah he did a he conspired uh, went together and contributed with the the Japanese guitar star there in Japan on a yeah. solo effort as well. So kind of done it all. That's all I've got for today's show. Do you have anything more for sports, music? Um, my midweek stuff will be, uh, if anything breaking happens in wrestling, uh, I'll take care of that. Uh, me and Jason will cover that. Also, once the yep, think man, once uh, the matchups come out, if you will, for wrestling, I'll cover that on midweek. We'll go over the girls' hockey when that starts. Uh, follow the Facebook page and Twitter for scores for girls' hockey throughout the tournament. We'll cover that next weekend, the finals. And like we said, I'll do a, uh, a coverage, kind of an overview, a brief overview on the USFL because they also have a very integrated education tuition plan they've come up with. They've worked with these, these players that either didn't finish school or didn't go to college or couldn't get into college due to grades. They're doing a comprehensive plan to provide players that make the team free tuition, free to get college, to get their degree and move ahead forward because a lot of these kids are community college kind of guys that are eligible yep. now for the USFL. Yeah. And um, they're not going to need that college degree or that college background that the NFL draws from the big division one and division yep. two schools. This is going to open the door. It's going to, it's another audience, another de- demographic that they could pull from 
that these that these players, these talented football players, didn't really have a niche to get into the pros from. They can use this avenue now. Yeah. Well, so we're we're just, I'll, I'll cover that this week, and the next week I'll do a, a full preview of the team state wrestling for the state of Minnesota prep. Yeah, and I've said about athletes before, the the junior college kids. Yeah, they got there. They're out there from high school for the free education. Um, yeah, they could have gone to North Dakota State and rode the bench. They could have gone somewhere else, but they wanted to play. And that school, that junior college, offered what they wanted. Now, if they want to further their education, that's what USFL is going to help them for. It's not going to be for Johnny Dropout at 16 who's been sitting around, hey, I want that free college tuition at, at you know, at Florida State or at Notre Dame. That's not what USFL is going to pay you for. No. It's a guy to kind of give you another year or two to top off your degree, stuff like that. So 16-year-old kid who dropped out of school, this is not your ticket in. It's, yeah, and it's, and, it's, and it's not a loan repayment program. It is free. Right. So if you work out, you make the team, you get drafted – You'd like to take that option. Uh, it's a great, yeah. it's a great choice. So I'll cover some of that on the show. Uh, yeah. All right. That's all I got, sir. That's all I got. Have a good week, everyone. See ya. See ya.